This is Del Del Medina, Executive Director of Black and Brown Founders. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Rewriting the Playbook. If you like the conversations we have on here, I want to invite you to be a part of your own rewrite. Join us at Chroma on October 7th in Philadelphia. Chroma is a convening where Black and Brown Founders come together to make a change. This year's theme is where culture meets money. And we're planning discussions centered around culturally connected entrepreneurship, crypto, and Web3, and real estate. You won't want to miss out on the opportunity to gain insights into these hot topics and connect with leaders innovating across these industries. You can also look forward to live performances, authentic headshots, and local foods that highlight culture and emphasize wellness. Save the date. Again, that's October 7th. And join us for Chroma 23, an event that's sure to be a game changer for you and your business. Go to blackandbrownfounders.com to learn about Chroma 23. Hey everyone, my name is Josh Torres and you're listening to Rewriting the Playbook. Rewriting the Playbook is a podcast by the Black and Brown Founders, and I'm here at Chroma 22, the money edition in Philadelphia. We've had some conversations with many interesting people centered around how money makes them feel. We also talked about wealth, legacy, and community connection. Here's my conversation with Naja Yasmin Daniels. Hey, Naja. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Rewriting the Playbook podcast. Oh, yeah. We're here live at Chroma in Philly, and we are so, so excited to hear your talk on trauma-informed finance. Yes. Yeah. So if you could, we would love to hear a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, first and foremost, I just want to thank Black and Brown Founders for having me on the podcast. I'm a huge fan as well as a partner in rebuilding the playbook with Black and Brown Founders. So just want to uplift gratitude and thanks um, for seeing the work of the Inclusive Capital Collective and of my leadership. Um, again, my name is Naja Yasmin Daniels. My pronouns are she, her, ella. I am a proud Black Dominican from New York who has been living and serving in Las Vegas, Nevada since 2015. Funny story about how I got to Nevada. I worked in politics for over 15 years and was asked uh, to move across the country from D.C. to Vegas to work on um, the presidential election at that time. Fast forward into 2020, after 15 years of working in the local, state, and national political field, the amount of trauma and pain and grief that I've experienced just became a lot. And I decided to, as LeBron said, take my talents elsewhere. So I, quote unquote, retired from politics after the 2020 election and became a black and brown founder as a proud black Latina um, and opened up Twice as Good LLC, which is a, a social impact and trauma informed firm that focuses on holistic leadership and training folks on how to build liberated conscious methods in order to build a better future. So um, through that work and my political work, I had some background with uh, Zebras Unite, which is the international cooperative that's actually incubating the ICC currently. And they were like, hey, we have a group of 100 plus uh, fund managers as well as entrepreneur support organizations that are experiencing a lot of pain, not only because of COVID, but because of the racial killings and reckonings of not only 
black folks, but Native American women and children, um, Latino and other Caribbean folks at the border. I mean, um, my, my folks are hurting. So when I heard that, I was like, hey, I decided to leave politics, which is kind of similar to finance in regards to the games and the money, but to actually do liberating work that's actually going to help free people, not only from the trauma that they experience personally, but the trauma they experience from the systems that we work and live in. Um, And the rest was history. So I joined the ICC as the community manager. And 18 months later, I'm grateful to say I'm here as the founding CEO. Amazing. I love that story. It's so inspiring. And I just want to, you know, share so much love and gratitude for the work that you do, right? Hearing that story is, it's moving. And I'm so grateful that you're in community and doing that work. And to to shift a little bit to the theme, and I feel like you're going to have so much to say about this, you know, this year's Chroma event is all about money. And I'm curious about how money makes you feel. Mm, Thank you so much for that question. So what I neglected to mention in my intro is that... um the other name I go by is Ifaliri Oshuniki Osawemiro. I am a priestess of the indigenous faith of Africa for deities Oshun and Obatala. And for me, being brought up in good character and community has really driven how I'm able to show up. So when I think about money, I instantly think about trauma. I grew up in the foster care system in New York City. Um, When both of my adoptive parents passed away, I then had to adopt my younger sisters who were underage at that time. So as a systems kid, as someone who's always trying to overcome my current circumstances, money has always meant a means to an end or to a new beginning. But what I've also realized, money has caused a lot of pain to the people in my communities. Um, A lot of times money has been looked upon as collateral, black and brown bodies. So when I think of money, it's much more than this green piece of paper that people just toss around casually or with no intent. Money for me is a tool or a mechanism to freedom. And that's what we're doing at the ICC. But we're doing it in a way where we're bringing people along with us. You don't have to have an MBA to have a conversation conversation with us and be in community. You don't have to own your own business to have a conversation with us and be in community. You just have to want to move forward and away from trauma, white supremacy, and the the racist systems that we have in this country um, and across the globe. But colonialism is another conversation for another day. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There's so many ways we can go with that uh, thinking and the way that there's an interconnectedness to all of this, right? I do love what you were saying about money being a tool. I feel like we've heard that throughout the conference. We're hearing that a lot on the podcast. Um, I'm curious if there are any specific ways you can point to money you know, being an opportunity in your personal and your um, professional business endeavors. One of my core values is transparency. So um, full transparency, as I mentioned, I've been in the quote unquote work field since I was 14 when I was old enough to have working papers. And um, all this time I realized I don't have anything quote unquote tangible to my name. And as we talk about in the Inclusive Capital Collective and in Black and Brown Founders, um, real estate is a mechanism or a tool for that. So um, I'm very proud and grateful to say that in 2020, during 
some of the most difficult times of the world's life, um, I was able to purchase some real estate as a form of safety and security, not only for myself, but my younger siblings that I have uh, guardianship over, as well as other family members who were either displaced or ill during the COVID, the height of COVID. So for me, it's been such an opportunity to actually open up those access avenues to see that a young millennial Black Latina can own real estate, talk about trauma and foreign finance, and bring other people along with the journey, regardless of their age, race, or creed. I love that so much. And, you know, I'll, I'll also share, uh, we're on similar paths and it's it's been such a, a pleasure and a joy to meet you. And I feel like Thank this... you. I feel the same. <laughs> you got me blushing. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the first conversation of many. Yes. Um, I too bought property in 2021, not 2020, um, and also worked with my brother to buy property for my mother. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think what you said that really resonated about that is that it was about safety, right? And having something that was secure and felt stable as opposed to not really knowing, being at the whim of, you know, a rental system and potentially being displaced and having family members be displaced. May I also add some more to that? I I love the question. Um, It also makes me think about the opportunities we have to build communal and generational wealth, which is a huge, huge piece of the ICC. And how we do that is bringing along younger generations. And I'm very honored to to lead this group in the capacity that I do, but to also call in other folks who are younger, who may not have 20, 30, 40 years of experience, but have lived and labored experience. So at the ICC, we welcomed your lived, labored, and learned experience. And that's how we're able to build these alternative financial mechanisms that lead us to freedom. For example, our black papers, not white papers, where we actually discuss the issues that are happening in real estate or in character-based lending or what we like to call relationship trust lending or also manufacturing. These are three different industries or mechanisms where black and brown communities can actually thrive and have a thriving wage. I don't believe in a living wage anymore, especially not in this inflated economy. So we're looking beyond our scarcity mindset, beyond our silos, and working together in community in abundance. Wow. (laughs) Just like need a a minute to let that simmer and sit because that's such a powerful message. And I think, you know, everything that you're saying about moving past this point of just surviving to thriving has also been a theme that we've been hearing throughout the conference. And I I just love everything that you said. Um, I'm curious uh, just about as you were walking into this interview, you talked about how you were taking a minute to ground yourself. And I think self-care is really important. I'm curious if you have any self-care practices as they relate to money. When it relates to money, for me personally, it's been about mindset set shifting, perception shifting. I experienced trauma and loss before the pandemic. This statement is also true for many black and brown families and communities in this country alone. With that being said, I didn't need the pandemic to remind me of the opportunities or silver linings that were there when community comes together, when we're able to have communities of care and communities of practice where we share our knowledge and our resources. So when I do self-care practices around money, for me, first and foremost, 
is to remind myself that I am deserving of this money that I have. And not only am I deserving, but this money is going to multiply when I'm able to be generous and provide and give to others who are also looking to expand and grow their community. So I wholeheartedly like meditate and really focus on what are the the fears that I personally have around or what is this self-sabotage, this lack of, why am I lacking my value from this dollar? And how can I prove to myself that my value is beyond this dollar? So those are, those are the, some of the things that I do, but it's, it's a lot of self-reflection pretty much every day. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And I love that you connect that to the work that you do too, right? Like I'm hearing this, this theme across everything that you're saying in terms of, you know, really valuing people and experience yes. um, outside of the the monetary value that we put on time or, you know, transactional relationships. So I love everything that you're saying. And I think that that's such an important message for everyone to, to walk away with. Any other last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? Any like key messages you want to leave our community with? Yes. So um, a couple of things. I'm sad we're wrapping up. Um, but the first thing is money or capital, as I like to call it, is in many forms. We have social capital. We have human capital. We have spiritual capital. Identify what capital you're, abund- you're abundant in and where the others around you are also abundant in and come together as a cooperative, a community, and put those capital pieces together because that's how we move forward. I, I don't believe or no longer um, move to the testimony that we must be the end-all, be-all for ourselves. We must do this in community, and that's how we thrive. Um, the last thing I would say is if you liked what we were talking about, please visit the Inclusive Capital Collective online at inclusive-capital.us. My name is Najee Yasmeen Daniels, and I'm just really, again, proud and honored to be the founding CEO of the Inclusive Capital Collective. And then I invite you to join us if you resonate with our message. Amazing. Thank you so much, Naja. It was an honor and a privilege to talk with you today. And I am so, so excited for everyone to continue to learn about your work and hopefully support you on your journey. Thank you so much for seeing me. (laughs) Have a good one. (laughs) That was my conversation with Naja Yasmin Daniels at Chroma 22, The Money Edition. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow Black and Brown Founders on Instagram and Twitter at BB Founders. You can also follow me at the Josh Torres on Twitter. I'm Josh Torres. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.